Oh shit. What up, folks? Uh, the hiatus is over. We back. Yeah, this is the homie, Aaron Wolf. My guest on the podcast today, actually. Just a little taste to get you started, folks, you know? That's how we do it around here. You know I can't sing, but I love to. Oh, yeah. Let's get into it, folks. Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast. And as always, I'm your illustrious host, Miles Casey. Ah, feels good to be back, folks. It does. It does. It's been too long. It feels like, God, it feels like I haven't been doing this for like a month, two months, but it's been maybe a couple of weeks, which is too long. But it feels good to be back. And not only are we back, but we're back better than ever, folks. I got a real fucking microphone on a real microphone stand. I got actual headphones. We're running a legit operation here. Well, kind of out of the, the old man-child headquarters. That's what we'll call it. It's a headquarters now because I have a legit microphone. And uh, yeah, this is actually a studio. Yeah, this is a studio. Definitely not my bedroom. Uh, we're, we've upgraded. This is a studio now, plain and simple. And uh, I'm loving it. It feels good. It feels like I'm actually doing the fucking thing. Which is weird, right? Because uh, I've been podcasting for over a year now. And yeah, it just feels like it's official. It's like, oh shit, I've jumped all in. Because I spent pretty much all that tax return, that fucking government cheddar cheese that they gave back to me. We upgraded and we out here and we're trying to improve everything for you all. Trying to make it better for you and for me. I want to make my life easier. I want to make it better. I want to deliver the best uh, possible product to y'all. So, boom. That's what we're doing, and I'm excited to see what kind of benefits this pays off with, you know, because it's been hard to listen to it in the past. I get it. Sometimes it's very, uh, there's like weird just jumps in the noise, or it's very, you're hearing like airplanes flying over and all kinds of shit, but now, mm -mm, we got that shit on lockdown, folks, and that's what I'm happy to say. Uh, It's going to be the the way going forward here. It's going to be very positive. Yeah, but before we get into today's episode, I got to give a quick shout out. You know, Mother's Day was this past weekend. I want to give a shout out to all the moms out there who are doing the damn thing. It is often a thankless job, a job that is taken for granted. But um, for myself included, probably for most of us, we wouldn't be where we are or who we are today without our mothers. And I just want to give them a quick shout out and much love to all the moms out there, especially my mom. You're the best. Love you, mom. Uh. No one's more supportive than her. It's crazy how supportive she is of my delusional ideas and all the things that I do. Um, but I guess that's what moms are about. That's what moms are for. And uh, much love to all the moms out there. I love you, mom. But yeah, let's get into it. Today on the podcast, we are back in action with a very special guest, uh, my friend Aaron Wolf. He's um, he's a musician. He's a talented guy. He's a very interesting guy. Um, I, I really like being around him. He has very positive energy, good vibes, very chill, very relaxed, and easy to talk to. And we had a great conversation today on the podcast. We talked about a ton of different things. We talked about uh, you know, getting into a creative endeavor. We talked about branding yourself and marketing yourself on social media. We talked about spirituality. We talked about, um, you know, finding some of that inner peace and looking within to figure out what you actually want in life. It was a good conversation. We got deep at times. We got, it was kind of fun and silly at times, 
But uh, man, I'm excited to share this one with you. And if you enjoy anything at all today on the podcast, whether, you know, uh, with Aaron Wolf, go check out some of his stuff, right? We talk about it in the, the, uh, the podcast a little bit, but he has an album out on Spotify called Greater Than Self. And when I listen to it, it's, it's a very, it's, it's fun to listen to. It's only 18 minutes long. It's not a very long listen. It won't take very much of your time. And it's a really easy listen. It's well-written. It's kind of an acoustic vibe. It has like that Jack Johnson, Ben Harper, uh, Chris Cab kind of feel to it. It's very uplifting and fun and often like introspective music. So man, it's, it's, if you liked anything at all, you know, you got some little clips throughout the episode, go check it out, go give it a listen, support those up and coming artists. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to support the people who are fucking already doing the damn thing. They're super talented, killing the game, but go check out somebody new. You know what I mean? Discover that new music. That's what's up. Same with podcasts. You know, that's how I feel. There's already like, you know, you got your Joe Rogan. He's obviously fucking crushing it. Your Chris D'Elia, Theo Vaughn, those guys, they're fucking crushing it. But you know, the kids out here too, I'm trying my best. I'm doing the damn thing. You know, I'm all by my lonesome with a little help from my guests every now and then. And yeah, it's just fun to kind of see what people that are on the come up are doing, you know, not the people that are already at the top of the mountain, but yeah. So we kind of talked about all of that stuff. Uh, he also, if you're interested in getting into music, whether it be production, managing, uh, or anything within that industry, entertainment industry, really, um, he also has this uh, music summit that you can check out. Um, I believe you can either go to like AaronWolfMusic.com and you can find it there. But it's basically a summit that is giving you, he's like giving you interviews with people who have been doing things in the music industry for many years. And you can gain tons of knowledge through those interviews that he is uh, putting on and putting them up on the internet. So yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, go check it out. You know, support the homie. Much appreciated. But yeah, let's just get into it today because it's a good one and I've already been rambling for too long. So yeah, uh, I love you beautiful snowflakes out there. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry about the long wait on the podcast. Uh, Next week it'll be a single episode. The kids got a lot to talk about. A lot to talk about. Game of Thrones has been crazy. Shit been popping off here in OB. But yeah, uh, but without further ado, I introduce you, uh, Aaron Wolf. Enjoy today's episode. I'm convinced as one will rise, you'll surely find that the world's a lie. My fate survives in the face of adversity. I watch it work for me, stepping outside of my comfort zone. These things give me strength, that's all I know. See, there's a gap, a great divide Can't see these facts through vacant eyes Wearing fake disguises on, acting like they all want the same We'll see, stepping outside of my comfort zone These things give me strength, that's all I know I've been thinking about you, my friend You've been on the slow road, long as who knows when Guess it's true the things you told me what to do back then Kept it close to me One thing that always meant the most to me, yeah Stepping outside of my comfort zone What's up, folks? Welcome back to the Millennial Manchild Podcast, and I'm with a special guest here, Aaron Wolf. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. Yeah. I'm great. Thanks so we for me. we actually met through a mutual friend. Yep. 
uh, Kyle Rising. He's also on the podcast a while back, but uh, it's pretty cool that we were able to do this. Like, we actually went to his music release party together, or yeah. not together, but we saw each other. And we're like, oh shit, ended up kicking it. Yeah. Pretty much the whole night, having a great time. Yeah. And we're like, you know what? We need to record a podcast. Let's do it. Yeah, man. I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity. Um, I, uh, I ended up meeting Kyle through my friend Garrett, who shot their video Just Living with K Bomb. Um, and then very cool. He ended up he actually did one of my videos where I met him, so it's like that's what I love about out here is in California you'll meet someone and it'll lead to meeting another person to another person. So I'm thankful that we crossed paths. For that's sure. yeah, that's awesome. I love that. That is one thing about being out here where there's like you know, there's just a little bit more going on. Not that maybe Salt Lake City or somewhere. You're like, you're originally from Utah, right? Yep. Like, yep. you can maybe meet some people there and do some things, but it's not the same as being, like, out in Southern California, especially for, like, what you do in the music industry. Yeah, it's a different vibe. Um, and also, you know, like, I lived out here for a few years where I wasn't really even around creative people because I was just working at, like, the regular 9-to-5 type job. Mm-hmm. So this last, this last like, August um, – Actually, a few months prior to that, I quit my quit working that job. Just went and did music full time, um, and so it's taken a little bit. But now that I'm kind of 100% dedicated to just being creative, mm. I'm finding myself like coming across more people like me. Yeah. Um, and that's where I, I remembered like how you had stopped being. You had like your accounting degree, right? Yeah, finance degree. Finance yep. degree. Mm-hmm. And so we definitely vibed on that that night. I came and watched you do your comedy thing. Yeah. Um, with Kyle. That so. was fun. It was definitely, definitely good, good energy and good vibes. So I'm stoked to be here, bro. Yeah, for sure. So I guess before we get too much into it, I wanted to give like, you know, it'll be good for me too, because I don't know you that well. You know, we're, we've just had a couple of really good conversations. We kind of hit it off right away. But like, uh, you know, where are you from? How old are you? Like, did you go to college? That type of stuff. Just kind of give that a little baseline for the folks. Yeah, good question. Um, so my background, actually, I come from, I was born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah. Mm-hmm. Um. I ended up, I always wanted to like do music since I was maybe 12 or 13, and I met some kids in high school, we had a band, we had a really solid following, a couple hundred people come to all of our shows, we ended up doing a little tour up to Seattle, Um, ended up having like a falling out where we got pulled over with weed, Uh Um, so anyways, we all ended up going our separate ways, I knew I still wanted to do music, but in my scene back home, this is actually going way back. So in, in our scene back home in Salt Lake at that time, there was only like a few promoters. And we were going out and selling a bunch of tickets, doing all the promotion just to basically open for them. We yep. wouldn't, wouldn't get a sound check, wouldn't be on the bill. <laughs> yeah. So it was really lopsided. So I had my, I, I had a few friends who had gone out and did um, door-to-door sales. Being from Utah, there's a lot of door-to-door sales companies out there. Yeah, um, yeah. With the Mormons and shit. They for can, sure. All the missionaries, like it's, it's really a the same type of training. I think a lot of them. I'm not Mormon. I'm not a missionary, but a lot of my friends had a, had a background in that, and they had gone and made like 50k in like three months. Wow, sales. that makes sense though that they would be able to do that. It just translate right into like, all right, now I'm still in you say state yeah. school, like whatever it was. Like. Yeah. So it, the main ones is like it was like alarm systems, alarm and systems, so okay. um, I went out and did that. My whole idea was like, you know, I'm gonna go out and raise the capital for my own music. Um, and this was like in a past life. I'm. This was like when I was like nineteen. And how old 20. are you now? I'm twenty nine. I turned thirty in okay. June. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so long story short, uh, I went from like alarm sales for a few years. I made twenty grand, twenty grand, forty grand, and then by the time I was twenty three, I made a hundred hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. And I had two different um, teams under me, so I had like thirty to forty sales guys underneath Damn. me. 
we were doing direct TV at that time. Uh, I got an opportunity to, it was always cool. Like it was, it was, it was providing and stuff, but I found that I would trade my summers and then about two weeks every other month to go out and build my teams in the off season. Yep. And every time I would come back, I would use all that money into, I actually used to like make rap music, hip hop music. Okay. So I made a lot of contacts in Georgia through knocking doors out there. Um, one of my friends right now is touring with Post Malone. It's his sound guy. That's pretty cool. And so a lot of the a lot of the things that I had, it was all about money for me. Like yeah. I saw money as my way to get to what you want to be able to do and feel free while you're doing it instead of being like, because like right now I'm in this point where it's like, I would love to have that, but I'm like working at Starbucks and then trying to do it on the side and I can't dedicate my full attention to it and it does suck. Like so I feel like I'm not delivering as much as I could or doing as much as I could. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Yeah, and so that's and that was the mindset that that I was in. So I was really, what's funny is all my relationships were based on money. So I had been able to make good solid solid living a couple summers, and I went back out two three summers in a row, and it got to the point where when I wasn't working, my guys were out building their own team. So I was still making some passive income. Then a divine storm happens where I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna get to the point where I have enough free time. I kept making progress with my music, but then I'd run out of funds. Yep. And I would basically have to go out and sell again. And so I kept getting caught in between this like this cycle. So you kind of like would almost plateau in a way because like you were just getting to the point where you're like, nice, I'm hitting my groove, I'm doing my thing. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm out of money. Now yes. I have to go back to sales. The music exactly. takes you back seat. Yep. And you can't focus on being creative and pushing yourself and growing. Exactly. Yeah, and it's yeah. a total opposite energy of being creative. Like when you're doing door-to-door, it, door, it wasn't sleazy. Like all the shit people tell you, like the best salespeople are ones who are good, like good-hearted and want to actually help people. So mm -hmm. it, basically what it came down to was I made a change coming out to California, negotiated a whole bunch of money based off of our past success to get all my guys out here, and we were switching to the solar industry. Okay. So that's what brought me to California. Um, and when was that? How many years have you been out here? That was f coming up on four years this January. Okay, cool. So I was with this company. Um, I don't know if – I don't think that the people who recruited me to that company knew that it was going to be the way that it was, but it just didn't pan out how they had painted the picture. Yeah. Um, there's a million reasons that I could blame, but all in all, what I thought was going to make it so I could live where I worked – and yep. be able to work more, mm -hmm. just turned into a, instead of busting my ass in the summers, it was a year-round busting my ass, making less than I made before, my expenses tripled. Yeah. So what I found was all the people I had built relationships up with, to no like, fault of their own, they got to do what they got to do, since it was all based on money, yep. and all my songs were based on being the guy who can make all this money. Yeah. Like my songs, like, so what I want the same things, nice house, gold chains, big whips, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I could buy what y'all need. Like that was the lyric. So I had all this, this material that all of a sudden, like I had like a watch that was given to me, like a $3,000 Movado. And then like, here I am, I don't even have $3,000. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it felt fake almost to be like. Yes. Rapping about this and doing this type of music when you're like, man, I'm not living this life. Yes. This so it fell apart. So, yeah. so it was all based on my ego. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. It was all based on this illusion of money being the answer. So then I went through this really struggle, like or this really um, struggle-filled time. It was kind of like the darkest time for me where all the people that I was building my shit with had to go off and do their own things. I'm uh -huh. seeing them go on to do huge tours with big people, blah, blah, blah. And I really kind of felt alone. The one person that stuck with me is my girl. We've been together seven years. Um, we moved out here together. 
when we first moved out here, I was contributing most of the financial stuff. Um, since then, her marketing career has like blown up. And so throughout that time, I was struggling. She was helping me. Um, we kind of got to a point, I've gotten to a point now where um, I'm, I've met people within the music industry. I'm fully yeah. into my music. And so now the music that I'm writing, like the project I released last year, uh, it's called Greater Than Self. Yeah. So like I've I've done the whole thing about writing about things that are easy for people to think are cool. Yes, yes. A, a weed song, a yeah, yeah. like a party song, a money song. Not that there's anything wrong with of that. Of course not. Um I definitely like some of my favorite songs. Like I love even like Sensi Trails. Yeah, yeah. Dope as fuck. Like I love all that shit. But for me, I want my art to be able to stand the test of time so when I'm thirty years down the road I can look back on it and be like, yo. And personally the only thing that I know I will feel the same way about is my relationship to, I'll say the word, to God. Right? Yeah, yeah. That's not, powerful for some people, though. Not the guy in the sky that's, like, mm -hmm. judging us, but, like, the same feeling that your mom loves you with or that you see your friend doing something, stepping out of his comfort zone and doing something cool you have love for. Or, like, if you take mushrooms and yes. you're sitting there amongst, like, the trees and shit. Like, and you're so, like, this is... So like spirit, higher power, whatever, you yes, know what I'm saying? Yes. So so that is pretty much what my what my whole aim with my art and my creativity is at, at this point. And it, it seems like there's been a massive shift then because to go from something like, oh dude, money's the key, once I get that money, I'm gonna be able to do da 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 and then I'll be me, you know, da, yeah. you know, like you're trying to build off this money. Yeah. You're coming from a place that seems much more humble. It seems less ego driven. Have to be. Yeah. yeah because that's one of the things that you know I, uh, I saw you post something on Instagram talking about the spirit of collaboration and being with people and like making relationships and creating these relationships to further yourself. And, and, and one of the things that is so hard to do sometimes when you're doing that is to kill your ego mm -hmm. and go into this and be open to new ideas, be open to op opinions and criticisms that normally you're like, no, nah, man, ego says that's not cool. Like, yeah. I'm, when I, I do the best stuff only, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and it's hard to sometimes like kill that ego. But it sounds like you've been able to kind of more recently start to go down that path a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it's like an ongoing thing. Like, I'll, it comes up every single day. Like any, I mean, the funny thing that's it's really ironic posting things about that on Instagram mm -hmm. is like the complete contradiction in itself. You know, yeah. like I'm posting on Instagram how spiritual I am. Yeah, yeah, no, so, 100%. So it's coming from a position of like, hey, I want to post this because I hope another human being sees it and it makes them, it helps them. Because that's where a lot of my inspiration for this comes from artists like Trevor Hall and Nako and Michael Franti and uh -huh. these dudes who their music is um, just like a, a vehicle for a message that can help change people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely like, it's definitely one of those things where I have changed a lot, but it comes from having and then losing that. And don't get me wrong, like the relation, there's my whole thing was with money before is if I have money, then I can pay people mm -hmm. what they want to be paid for. So like the producer I was working with, really dope producer. No one was recognizing him for being dope monetarily. Yep. So if I can go and knock doors and struggle my ass off for a couple of weeks and have an extra G that I can give to him. Well, then that creates a bond. And so I don't regret any of it because yeah. for a while I did because I thought, man, you wasted time and all this shit. But at this point, like everything I've gone through has built those relationships where like now I can I can put I, now that I have something to offer with my music summit and stuff, which we'll probably get into. Um, it's like I still have those relationships, but moving forward now, like I've been able to 
things are coming to me now instead of me chasing them. That's awesome. That's really cool okay. to hear. And it's and that's part of this being, you know, I don't know exactly how long you've been doing this. It sounds like obviously you've been involved in music for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long you've been as serious as you are now and like decided mm-hmm. just to go, you know, both feet, you know, just jump in head first basically, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and that in itself is like a huge risk. It's one of the things that I think people like myself are very fearful of doing. Like especially with stand up it's like a different monster in totally. many ways. So it's totally. not the same thing, but you know, jumping in just all head hit head first, don't have anything, no no backup plan, like it's scary to do that. Yeah. Like did you feel like a lot of fear at first when you kind of like decided like fuck it, this is what I have to do. It's like the only thing that I feel happy doing and I know it's what I should be on this earth to do type of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And I still like I, I still battle with I mean there's no like all of a sudden there's no like moment where it goes away mm. and that's one thing I'm blessed to have learned where I was working with these people who are high earners like one of my boys um, he's been he's just very very successful very wealthy and mm-hmm. it's like the lessons I've learned from working with those people is that um, that you do have to jump all into what whatever it is but I've learned that <laughs> no matter what level people are at, they still have the exact same, os- like everyone oscillates and goes from having a good day to mm. a bad day, being confident to being Even insecure. when you have that money, even when you have the bank, the, yeah, the money in the bank. Like. Yeah, I think that, totally, I think that it just gets a little bit less, um, the goal then would, I guess, to be like, remain steady. And so that's what I try and do with like through meditation and stuff is to like not allow the world like the illusion of like the world and what's going on to actually affect because at, at the core like we're just like a, a, a spirit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like we're a soul yeah so it's like all these things that happen someone hits me up because they want to work with me who's a big producer or i fucking crash my car or whatever it is all these are just like part of the drama of life and so i really just have been learning to start my day with meditation it's a game changer gratitude all that type of shit and it's like on Instagram, it's like people, you know, it's like it's and on social media or the, the image that we project. It's is, the highlight reel. It's all the good, but I'm starting to really want to be a little bit more vulnerable, you know. So I'm stoked that we're. Yeah, no, we're I think that's an that. important thing because it's it's first of all it's very hard to be vulnerable because then you feel weak. You're in a position mm-hmm. of like what feels like less than, like you're not the power, you're not in power anymore, mm-hmm. control. But honestly, like when you show vulnerability, it's one of the things that in a weird way it actually people respond to it better yeah. because they're like oh he's being real yeah. instead of this fake like oh he's doing his facade again he's talking mm-hmm. about chains and getting rich like yeah. people appreciate the realness and the authenticity and it like you said it is hard to do though it's not easy to be vulnerable no. especially on social media where people can oh he's just because you can, it can they can take it whatever way they yeah. want to like once you put something out there it's no longer yours. It's you know you can't choose how people receive it. Yeah. yeah. So it can look corny. It can look like oh he's mm-hmm. trying too hard or whatever. And it's weird to be put in that space when you're just like. But if you're being real, you just say fuck it. I'm being real. It doesn't yeah. matter. You don't have to latch on to these little other nitpicks that come with social media. You yeah. know. Yeah. There's. It's like the. It's a cool way for me to practice surrendering. Mm. To put it out. And you know what? Like certain people will look at it and their judgment is not my business. My my responsibility is to show up lovingly, and fucking, as as happy with me as I can. So mm. I try now, and it's like way easier on certain days than others. But I try now to just do things that I will like about myself. So mm, if I like picture the best version of me, what he would do is like he'd wake up early, he'd pray, 
He'd maybe do yoga. He'd exercise. He'd give attention to his dogs. He'd be cool to his girl. He'd be like, so all those things. And the more that I do things that I think that I know I will like about myself, then I think that's how we like raise our vibration. And that's how we start attracting more things. No, yeah, I love that. The, the idea of doing the thing that's going to make you like yourself more instead of falling into the habit of like, like one of the things that I have a bad problem with is just like, I love sweets, dude. I love candy and I know it's <laughs> yeah. bad for me and I know yeah. I shouldn't do it. And if I start picturing the best version of myself in my head, instead of just thinking like, uh Oh, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. You're back on that fucking sweet tooth grind, you yeah. know? Uh, it, it's something to be like, Oh, what would the best version of miles be? I was like, you know what? Tonight we're going to fucking, we'll pass on the sweets. Like think yeah. of it. That's a very intelligent way of thinking of it. And I like that a lot. Like Thanks, that. Bro. Yeah. 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 It's a way I kind of trick myself into being a little bit better but the another important thing is like realizing that it's completely normal and completely okay to succumb to your vice every once in a while Mm -hmm. because like i think most of my any of my downfall that i've ever had has been because i've looked at myself and felt bad about what i was what i was doing or wasn't doing so it's like i just try to replace those things with actions because by default i feel like and I feel like it's something too. The older you get, uh-huh. the more life like kind of fucking knocks the wind out of you. Yeah, you get to, humbled. Yeah, and like you start really like it can change your own perception of yourself. Like when you're young, you're like fuck yeah, I'm gonna be a millionaire. Like I'm gonna be yeah. rich as fuck by the time I'm thirty. All this stuff, but then life happens. And so I think as we grow up, it's more, it's even more important to like be easy on ourselves. You know, yeah, and yeah. Be thankful that you know I do suck at this, so. It gives me an opportunity to get a little bit better. And like back to your point of, um, you said something about like work, having a job and not jumping all in. Yeah. To me, dude. Uh huh. You've jumped all in. Oh, okay. Because otherwise, you'd be working a finance degree. Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So there's no shame in. I'd say a lot of the people online who are like, yeah, I do this full time. They all have some other thing kind of like keeping them going. Yeah. Um, or they're literally really struggling financially up until the point where it starts picking up. Mm-hmm. That so, makes sense. So yeah, those are just some of the things I've learned based on like what makes me feel better. And it's not really even my ideas. It's all just like stuff that I, I gather from different things I read and listen to. Yeah, because like one way I heard it into like two things. Like first of all, when I talk to myself, you know, if someone was talking to me, like I talk to myself sometimes, I'll fucking slap uh, them outside the head, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, when I catch myself doing it, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, and, and that's part of meditation because mm-hmm. you're able to be more aware of the thoughts that are popping into your head instead of just being controlled by them and just right. led down that path. Mm-hmm. You're able to notice like, uh-oh, your boy's playing a trick again up here, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And then the other thing uh, that I was going to say, oh, I lost my train of thought. I can't remember now. Anyways, that's why I'm probably... I'm um, not jumping into... Um, full speed into your dream or whatever. Yeah. You talked about your job being it was away. something to do with uh, oh oh one way to talk to yourself instead. So so here's what it was. Is the two part was the not uh, talking to yourself like an, an idiot or whatever. And then also you have to remember like one way to look at it is like talk to yourself like you were that young little kid. Mm. And I was like oh that is a good way to look at it because you're like oh you know what no it's okay Miles mm-hmm. like. You didn't do your best today, but you're going to do better tomorrow. So yes. like something like that, like looking back and being like, cause deep down, like all inside some, all of us somewhere, there's yes. that little kid who's yes. like still well, looking for all kinds of shit. That's you know what the I mean? part I believe that has the dream still. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know what I'm saying? So it's almost like we take this approach that the, that like the quote unquote real world has like where 
there's a lot of shit just saying like you're not good enough yeah these people are doing this you're not doing this like um you need to have this type of security to pay these bills if you don't have this by this age then you're not and so it's like that's out there so i feel as if it's our responsibility to talk to the other part of us which is like that Mm -hmm. the part that loves and the part that is like wanting to see positive change and wanting to help other people 100 percent. um so yeah that's i never thought of it like that but you wouldn't if a kid fucking if a baby's trying to learn how to walk and it falls down you're not like what the fuck you doing dude, dude? You don't, how come you're not sprinting yet what's dude? that day like, hey baby <laughs> you still look crazy yeah what are you doing out here man it's three o'clock in the morning um but yeah dude, I, I love that i'm gonna definitely take that's something i'll take away from this for yeah sure. that's cool because like I don't know, that's just one way that I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, that makes sense to me. Because then yeah. it's like, you're going to, like, I wouldn't, I'm not going to be mean to a kid. I'm not going to talk down to them like they're trash or something like that. I was like, yeah. and that's how I should treat myself in many ways. Like, sometimes you got to be more honest with yourself than totally. like, hey, you know, good, hey, yeah. guy, you're doing your best. You got to be like, hey, you got to look at, like, dude, I've been slacking. And that's what's tough about being your own boss. One thing mm-hmm. I wanted to get into a little bit is like, how do you keep yourself honest? How do you keep yourself disciplined and make mm-hmm. sure that you're putting in the work and you're getting better? Because that's what we we're kind of alluding to is like, yeah. we shouldn't compare ourselves to mm-hmm. others, but we should compare ourselves to who we were yesterday or six months ago. And that's how you realize where the true growth is coming from. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, completely. Um, I would say, I'd say it's who you surround yourself with, obviously. Um, it's like, if you're around people who are just always pushing themselves, it's like you almost, that's almost a, a good comparison, someone to mm-hmm. compare yourself to. But I think it really comes down to like, getting clear on what you they always say getting clear on what you want and for me that was cool in the past it worked for me when I was driven by I had a set amount of commissions I could make so it's like if I sell three in a day that's a thousand bucks if I need so I'd reverse engineer if I need fifty three thousand dollars I don't know why I said that random number but if I need this X amount and I have this many days to knock doors and this many people under me who are going to be making this much I could reverse engineer it how many cells I need to get each day yeah so I just reverse engineer it so it's like in if we wanted to get if you want to do it's like how you're doing you know if I want to do what is it four times if I want to do 48 podcasts then I need to do one a week and yep. that means I need to reach out to this many people because one out of three say yes or whatever it is mm-hmm. um, but now I'm more motivated by what I like I'm clear on what I don't want you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. that's something I learned by watching um, my girl's marketing business and stuff take off. It's like at a certain point you have to really like choose who you're going to spend time with, what ideas you're going to subscribe to, what actions you're going to take because either like a Jim Rohn quote is like either you run the day or the day runs you. Mm. So I'm just I'm just really clear on like what outcomes I don't want. So no matter how pressed I ever would get for finances – I'm not going back to selling door to door. It's the easiest thing for me. I know I can go and I literally could walk out and I've sold in this neighborhood. Yep. That was the last job that I had was here. I was knocking in OB was one of the neighborhoods uh-huh. I would knock. And I could go out and I could make whatever money I wanted to make, but at the cost of what, you know? Yep. And so, um, yeah, I would just say having like, for me, it's having a passion of like something that I wake up and I'm excited about doing. And, yeah. and it's like, if, if I have to sustain a part-time job at certain times, you know, like I, I guess I would, yes. but I really wouldn't. At this yeah. point. I'm just it, like, I'm like, fuck that. And it's weird with money or with music. I mean, um, because it's kind of like how you talk with comedy. There's no like real laid out path. Yeah. And so that's what led me to, um, 
question of starting my summit from my music Yeah, conference. let's get into that. I wanted to talk to you about the summit because what I thought was interesting about it, I don't know if you, uh, you, you just allow it for free or if you charge a fee, but the idea that I like about it is that it's like, it's basically like a podcast, mm-hmm. but it's very narrow and direct. You know mm-hmm. what you're going to get out of it. And it's a way to like, and if you do charge for it, I think that's brilliant because it's so hard to make money off of something like this yeah. without having a little like, hey, I'm putting my time into this. Mm-hmm. I gathered these people together, you know, yeah. here's, it's worth something, yeah. you know, and then you create some value that way. And I was like, man, that's, that's such a great idea that you came up with. Like just, and cause people always are like, how, how do I make some money? Mm-hmm. How, is it going to be merch? Do I have to sell tickets? Yeah. How do I get noticed? Yeah. Where do where do where do I uh, go to find a producer? How do I get studio time? Whatever it may be, yeah. there's a million things that I, as a comic, I don't know how to do any of that mm-hmm. stuff really. Besides, like you know, sign up for an open mic. Yeah. Like whoa, whoa, yeah. that's you know. So for it's sure. like very interesting to think that there's a deeper aspect that you're like going into the branding and, and the marketing, and that's one of the things that I find interesting about that too. Thanks, bro. I yeah, I appreciate you checking it out. So the way that it it came to be. Um, my EP that I released last year, I think it was August 10th or August 11th. I don't even know the date. Yeah. Um, I guess it was, yeah, last year. Um, I put that out, and it was called Greater Than Self because it kind of goes along the lines of, like, I want to do something with my music that was bigger than me. Yeah. Um, one way that I wanted to – I wanted to be able to make – like, be influential and build my brand up before releasing anything, and I wanted to gain um, an audience – Mm-hmm. And the best way that I've found to, like, people don't, the w- best way I've found to build a relationship is to think of what can I do for that person? And what can I give selflessly without getting anything in return? Mm-hmm. Because if you approach someone, and lots of people take it the wrong way, and lots of people think that you're, like, dick riding, or you're just, like, a fanboying them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but other people, if they're in the free, right frequency to receive what you're trying to give, um, it will then just build like a thing where they want to return that type of thing. It's like reciprocation, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's how um, you create that strong relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you give, you know what I mean? If like you just selflessly give and try and honestly help someone, there's a Bob Marley quote that talks about helping each other along the way will make it much easier. Yes. Um, and like, so what, so basically how it happened was I thought, man, how can I learn all this stuff that, so remember I had had experiences where people were making money off of me as the artist. Okay. I had to pay the producer, I paid for the mixes, I paid for all this different stuff. <coughs> and in music, that's like the big hurdle as an artist that I came across is there's all this overhead and then there's no real solid way that you're gonna make money on the back end. Mm-hmm. Unless you're plugged into a scene where they have big festivals and there's a bunch of fans and all that shit. Yep. And they can so put you can you get in. eyeballs on you. Yeah, which and they can put to... you into their machine, right? Yep. So I, I have a couple good relationships with people that were pretty established. And so... Um, I thought, what can I do to learn myself, uh, and how can I add value to the people that are above me in the industry? Yeah, yeah. Uh, above, more successful, more, um, more established, whatever. So, uh, my, basically, I, my girl has been in a bunch of those um, types of summits in the marketing world. Yeah. The model is you bring a bunch of people together, a bunch of experts, and so if anyone wants to do this, you can do it, and and you can do a podcast, you can do mm-hmm. a comedy summit. Basically, you gather all these people and interview them. What you're telling them is that you're going to invest into ad spend. So that's the trade-off. Is if you're the expert music label guy and I want you to speak, I'm like, hey, Miles, I'm investing X amount of dollars into ad spend, which means 
Is that Instagram ads? Um, yeah, promotion. Yep. Promotion. promotion and, okay. Mm-hmm. So um, targeted ads, you see like sponsored posts. Because I see your targeted ads, and yeah. I always make sure to like them. <laughs> Thank you. Because yeah, if yeah. I see that shit, one, it's the simplest thing you can do. People are like, oh, you're a like whore. You do this too much. Whatever. It's like when I see somebody who's doing their own thing, who's trying to promote something, I usually will drop a little comment yeah. and a like. Yeah. It's the simplest thing you can do because then it pushes it up farther on the algorithm. Yes. It gives them more, oh, somebody else is like, oh, what's going on over here that has this many yeah. comments? Like, it adds more value to it for fucking three seconds of time. Yeah, well, and people that are judging other people about being like whores are super insecure and probably <laughs> have their own fucked up shit going on. For sure. Um, and that's the beauty of the internet is like, I don't care if 99 people fucking think I'm cheesy and I'm too eager to support people and shit. Like, yeah, yeah. you're going to find one person who fucking feels you. Like my homie Wendy Day who helped cash money fucking. She's like helped. She's like broken deals with cash money. She has like this dude, Lil Donald, who has fucking huge fan base. But like, she's a G. Like uh-huh. a fucking OG in, the, in like the rap game. And like, I send Wendy an email and she responds immediately. That's because beautiful. she's not too cool. Like, she yeah. has no insecurities because she's so established. She's like, hey, this person's trying to help. So anyways, um, we can get into that. But um, back to the summit. Yeah, I, yeah. I basically reached out to a bunch of people, made a list. Hey, do you guys want to be on the summit? Yep. I told them what I was expecting as far as people to be able to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then I just um, interviewed them over Zoom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Skype with, like, a little recording thing built in. Um, and then I do it for free. So it's a free event. Yes. That builds an email list through the ads of all these people. Yeah, okay. And what I found is when I'm like asking these questions, if I'm wondering it, all these people are also wondering it. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I'm the guy that's helping them learn. So what does that mean? Now they're genuinely interested in me. Yeah, they were like, oh, he gave me something. So now yeah. I like this guy. It's it's human nature if someone does something nice for you that you want to do something nice for them. That's how like that's awesome. tribes have worked always. That's how, mm-hmm. that's just how we're programmed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, makes but sense. But there's this, there's this, obstacle of the ego and how I'll look if I deal with people and stuff so it's been a little bit last year was a little bit slow to get the ball rolling on it but now like last year we did it in six weeks the whole thing Uh and I started three months out this year now I have two interns yeah Um, yeah I didn't go to college I knocked doors for 10 years instead and that was definitely an education that found its own for sure Um, especially learning how to manage people and deal with relationships and be able to yeah. Be confident in those situations where you have to like kind of sell yourself or convince people to do what you want them to do. Yep. You have to basically show them why it's good for them to do what you want them to do. And the only way to do that is to find something that aligns and across individual differences. Mm-hmm. So hence greater than self. Yep. Like if you can find something that is um, it's like a, a cause that's bigger, then it doesn't matter if and you see it with bands all the time. Uh-huh. They might have different schedules for work, but they all have that common goal of being at the show. Yes. And so people make it, you know, I mean, they make it happen. Um, so basically, I, I did my summit right before I launched my EP. But the way that the summit works is I do all these interviews, I pre-record them, mm-hmm. and then I air them over two days. Everyone gets to watch it for free, and if they want to purchase the recordings after, because they're uh-huh. only out for a certain amount of time, yeah. then they can buy the recordings. Awesome. So it's like an event. So then it makes sure that people have to tune in if they mm-hmm. want it for free. It gives them the chance to get it for free. They don't have to pay for it. Yep. And then after the fact, if they're like, okay, now I want to keep that, or I really like what I heard here, yep. dish out a little coin. They get lifetime access. That's and it's, awesome. And it's meant to be affordable. Like, my whole goal is just to break even. So if I invest, Absolutely. If I invest 2K and I can make 2K back, that's great. 
then at that point I have all these relationships where I've just given to all these established people. Yep. X amount of thousand people now know of me that didn't before. And I can retarget all of them because they're all on an email list. And yeah. anyone who's gone to my summit page, my Instagram page, yeah, yeah. is in a certain audience. Okay. And I reshow them all my ads. So when I go to run an ad, I don't just hit boosted post. Mm-hmm. I'm in the back end of the ads manager. Yeah. And I'm and you're targeting those I, specific. I have a custom audience where it's like, I That's think it's. That's really cool. I can't remember the amount of people that are in it now, but it's like ten or 15,000 people that have gone there. So then instead of sending it to a bunch of random ass people, mm-hmm. it's only showing it to the people that I want it to. That's really cool. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's pretty much how that went. It's kind of funny because I didn't really – I mean, it went good, and I made my money back. But anytime you're vulnerable as fuck, like right after you have this like, oh, God, I suck moment. Yeah, like a, I have that after every single podcast. Article. Yeah, it's a vulnerability. <laughs> it's like a vulnerability hangover, and it's our, yeah. it's our survival mechanisms mm-hmm. clamping down us being like, whoa, dude, that was fucked up. Never do that again. Yep. We want to make it so you hate that and associate pain with it so you don't do it again. Uh-huh. Um, and I felt like that for a while, and then like literally eight months later or something, this dude, Bram Man Sean, who has, he was one of my speakers, I totally thought he didn't think I was fucking cool when I interviewed him. Yeah, yeah, you're like, like oh, like, this guy didn't fuck with me like that. Yeah, I was like, damn, I was like totally fucking fanboyed and shit. And, and then like eight months later, he hits me up, and he's like, hey, dude, I want to have you on my YouTube channel. I was like, what? And he has like 53,000 subscribers. That's dope. So he interviewed me about the summit, kind of like this, and... um it, it just goes to show, like, if you keep putting yourself out there, eventually someone's going to fill you. And he's, like, a hip-hop industry mm-hmm. guy. Like, that's what he does. He breaks down people in the hip-hop industry in Atlanta. And, I mean, he's, like, been featured in, like, I think, like, Ink, Mag- Ink Magazine, like, maybe Forbes. Some big publications. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he wanted, he wanted to talk to me, dude. That's so like, cool. I'm like, are you sure, dude? Yeah, you're like... like- you know how we are. We're you like, got that imposter syndrome. Everybody has it. Yeah, it's like I don't belong here. What's this guy? What's he want my opinion yeah. for? I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm just figuring this out as I go. Like, I'm getting better at it. But yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's a weird thing. So yeah, this year we got. I have two interns now. Uh huh. So I always wanted to go to school at the Berkeley School of Music. I never did, and I posted something about interns, and one of them graduated from Berkeley. The other <laughs> one's a graphic designer. So it's like I I feel very very humbled that. I've been able to attach myself to something that just serves people. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, and it's the total opposite of like last my old self was like amass money and then it's kind of manipulative. Pay people to do what I want them to do. Yeah. And sure, that's how most capitalism works. Yeah, yeah. But there also are people like Tony Robbins. We just yep. talked about your book that you have over there. Uh-huh. And um, Brene, I think Brene Brown. Yeah, Brene Brown. She has Brown. this dope fucking thing on Netflix right now. She has a Netflix great podcast right too. Yeah, so so that's what I want to tune into, I, and I want to just be like that. I just want to like have my life be dedicated to being the example of like you don't have to be too cool, you don't have to like do what it seems like you should do. Like I'm 29. Yeah. At this point, most people will be like, "Oh, dude, it's not yep, gonna yep, happen." Yep. You know what I'm saying? But 100%. I literally, honestly, I feel like everything I just went through up to this point was to prepare me and now I just have like this whole arsenal of like sales skills marketing skills all this shit and relationships now so it's like I have all this stuff and it's like my favorite part is when people sleep on me now Uh because I know that it's going to come and I'm noticing it this year with the summit this is a little egoism for me to say this but people are like now people that kind of like slept on me when I didn't have those now they're like being cool to me again yeah it's strange huh so I'm trying to be Christ like and be like you know what dude you're awesome I, yep. Like I forgive them because I understand where they're coming from, um, 
Yeah, and it, there's nothing like it doesn't mean just because they had this opinion of you then it doesn't mean that they can't change and they can't evolve as well, right? Yes. Everybody gets a, a, should be given a second chance or whatever it may Third, be. You fourth, don't need fifth, sixth, you don't yeah. need to be like holding these grudges. It's unhealthy to be walking around just fucking crushed down by all these well, grudges. It only hurts like, us. Yeah, dude. you're like fuck. My neck hurts. Why is that? It's because I'm yeah. fucking over here thinking about fucking Wendy who did you know whatever yeah. like didn't respond to my email three seconds later. Like you know it's a yeah. weird it's a weird thing, but. Yeah, it's a very important way to look at it that you can actually just be like, all right, you know, it's it is what it is. Maybe take note of it a little bit, but you just move on and you're just like, okay, let's do our thing and let's let's do what's best for both of us going forward. Yeah. Making those relationships healthy and collaborating and pushing yourself forward, you know, yeah. that's what it's all about. Yeah, um, the whole treat. I Wendy Day told me, and she's like around superstars all the time, mm-hmm. bro. Treat regular people like superstars. Treat superstars like regular people. I love that. That's actually a beautiful quote. And I wasn't doing the other side. I wasn't doing the other part of it where superstars like I get stoked on people, man. Like I get so fucking it's pumped hard on how to. awesome people are. And I think it comes from my background as a sales manager mm. because if you reach out to someone, I got like 30, 40 people relying upon me for different things. I made it a priority to get back to them immediately. Yep. And so as I'm going into the music space, it's like. It's different. Like people get a message and then like, like rather than just respond, yes, I gotta wait for two hours to fucking respond. Or yeah, I gotta look like I'm doing something. I'm busy right yeah, now. Yeah, and it's like, you know? dude, honestly, you're not. And it's cool <laughs> if you are. And yeah, that's of course. And I'm maybe too available. And it's just because, in all honesty, I'm not in a position. I'm not at the point right now where I don't have enough time to respond to people. Yeah, yeah. But I really believe that like the love you give out is gonna come back, and so. Yeah, it's kind of funny with it's kind of funny. I missed the whole memo that you're supposed to be like yeah. busy and shit. Yeah, on, no man. On Instagram, you know. I got things going on, man. I'm a little busy right now. No, yeah, it is a weird thing that people do. It's like this weird game that people play with each other like I don't know. I don't know where it came from or why, but it is like you don't want to be the one who's like always just the first to it's like people the first like to like a comment first to, yeah yeah but i'm just like i don't give a fuck about any of that like, no i am because the instagram algorithm takes the first minute and that's what it judges based off how much it's going to show to people really yeah so like if you like people shit a lot and then you don't like one of their new posts instagram says oh this is someone who usually likes these posts and they didn't like it this time. So they're like, we're going to show it to less of their audience. Wow, that's strange. And I don't think people get that. And so I try and boost everyone's algorithm. So it's like, Same. I put the notifications on. If I see someone post, I'm like, boom, 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 you know, right away. So it gets... It's the easiest way to boost somebody who's trying to do their own thing, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, the one, it's, the only, it's the easiest way to get more eyeballs and more people mm-hmm. to see that post because the higher it gets up there in the algorithm, the more eyeballs that it'll see. Mm-hmm. And that's how you grow an audience. That's what anybody who's trying to create anything is wants to do because if you grow an audience then that's who can support you and allow you to do what you love and you can do it to the best of your ability because you actually have their support you know what i mean you can't do it without you couldn't you can't just you could be the most amazing artist in the world but if you don't have an audience for anybody to see it's like you're just gonna starve to death yeah like you know what i mean that's what i love about um about kyle dude yeah like that's something that i i noticed when i first met him and even garrett the dude that introduced me to him Garrett's like, hey, bro, come be in this music video, you know? So I went in that music video, and then Kyle was like, hey, come ride this show with me. And, like, the first time I kicked it with him was when I met you. Yep. And he had made it a point to go to your show that night. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it's like knowing that that is, I mean, that just goes right in line with how the universe works. Like, you give 
you give and yep. then you receive. They're attached. They're just two parts of the same, two sides of the same coin or whatever. So you know? true, yeah. And it, and he's the type of dude who's who's like true to his word. Like, you know, I, I don't want to call anybody out. I, I would never do that. But I have millions of friends who are like, dude, just tell me when. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, it's every Friday night. Like, dude, I'm <laughs> you there. You tell me when. Yeah, you, you, you're welcome to come. I'm there. You know what I mean? Like, that's almost guaranteed I'll be at Winston's every Friday night. You can just show up six mm-hmm. or seven. You, you'll see me there fucking little notepad figuring mm. out what I'm going to do that night. Yeah. But you know they don't they don't show up always and that's fine. I get it people are busy, but it's mm-hmm. so funny how they like they always tell me like, "Oh, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be yeah. there." But like he he's the type of guy who says he's going to be there. He's going to be there. Dude, and that's yeah. really cool. Those are the people that you want to like give back to and like when he was like, "Dude, come to my my release party or whatever." No like, question. Of course. And it's it's of course. it's past the point of your dough. Like because he's their their shit's really fucking good. No, I love yeah. Amazing. I was I was their message like whether mm-hmm. I knew him or so not, impressed. I would hear that and be like, damn, this is dope. But when you when you when you are your word, that's like what I said about about this dude Satan Magali that was in my car group when I was knocking doors in Georgia. He played in the NFL. He currently is like he's like a he's a coach. Um, mm-hmm. I think yesterday he's speaking at the Millionaire Masterminds up on like dude's just a beast. Nice. But, he played for the New England Patriots. He lost everything in the after he re, uh, retired in like the mortgage industry, and then he's just built it back up. Came back. He left all the door to door stuff. Yeah, kind of created his own path. But that's something he really taught me was if you can be be your word. Like, there's nothing more powerful and more trust building than when you tell someone you're gonna do something and then you do it. Yeah. And mm. every action you don't take that's in line with that is just as damaging yep so that's one of like the most important things for me is like i want to i want to get better at literally like committing not only to other people but to myself whatever i say i'm gonna do and then doing it and that goes back to those things i was saying where it's like if you do more of the things you know you're gonna like about yourself Mm. even like those kettlebells you got that was like a little tiny thing that you said you moved them from outside out of mind into there so they can like those little tiny things over a long period of time really add up. Yep. And I think that's how we craft how we see ourselves. And then from there, that's how everyone else sees us. Yeah, that's such a great point. And it's like, I think what we're really, one of the things that we're kind of alluding to again is like, this is really, you know, RIP Nipsey. This is the marathon. This yeah. is the, this is the grind. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. You don't know when it's going to happen. You don't know why or how, mm-hmm. but it's going to be because you know, opportunity meets preparation. Mm-hmm. You've been there, you've been working, you've been doing your thing, and you finally get the chance, and then you're like, oh, you know what? I'm ready. Yeah. I've been preparing. I've been doing the work. I don't feel... Like, that's what, like, UFC fighters say when they get to the octagon. Mm-hmm. They know that 12-week training camp that they just went through gave mm-hmm. them everything they needed to for this moment. Yeah. You know, and if you feel like you didn't give enough in the training room, you're going to fucking be in there, like, instead sh- of, like, you're going to be questioning through. it. You're going to be questioning yeah. yourself, and you can't question yourself when you're trying to find your chance and take your, you know, grab that fucking moment and just, like, do your thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, and there's been, like, so many times. It's been really weird for me because I went from, like, I always was really, everything always worked out in my life. Like, I never really had any hardship. Um, Cool family, weren't, like, super rich. I was really, really popular in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, I went and I had, had like, a, a job opportunity for tons of people and I was helping my friends make good money. Yeah, yeah. So I loved myself. I loved that about myself yep. that I could like take Give my people own. jobs. Yeah, my, like, home, my on, homie was me. making like regular money. And uh-huh. I was like, dude, come out with me. If you don't make more than your payments in this week, then I, then whatever, I'll pay for your, I said, I'll pay for your car payment. I'll pay for your rent. That's, that's the homie right there. That's, that's and he came dude. out and he came out 
And within like the first like five hours, like for some reason, it was just like the best dance sales ever. And I like made, we were in like Iowa or some random shit. And we made tons of money at first and whatever. So it's like, that was my identity. Yeah, yeah. It was like, I was a salesperson. I could earn money. I could build a business. I could, and then all of a sudden that falls away. Yep. And so I'm like, damn, like, who am I? Like, yeah. what, like what actually, all those songs I wrote, you know? And so, um, yeah, it's like, basically, if I can just improve, I forgot my last of my train of thought, but if I can pr- improve each day and just become better, that's like an example that I know won't, it won't dissolve no it's gonna age well mm-hmm. right that's the idea it, you you just want to be able to continue to just do a little bit better it doesn't have to always be a lot and sometimes you're gonna have setbacks like you said mm-hmm. some days it's easier to fucking get out of bed meditate go to the gym mm-hmm. and the other days you're like fuck it's gonna be a bitch today like i'm gonna have to try a little bit harder yeah. i'm gonna have to strap in and just like know what's going on yeah and just try to get as better as i can but it might not happen today yeah. and be okay with that yeah that comes to like that comes down to like detaching from the outcome you know yeah having like expectations of like something that goes this like whatever it may be and you build this thing up in your mind and then oh you can never live up to that you can't how are you supposed to live up to that Mm -hmm. that's where all the suffering i think comes from is by like hoping things turn out a certain way or wanting them to turn out a certain way it's like all of our desires you know yeah yeah for sure if i can just like not focus on the future (coughs) as much have my plan in place and work that plan but like focus on my routine and being at peace with just the process of it mm-hmm. um i think that's like going to be the key for me in the next like three to five years and like to your point about being prepared there are areas that i'm not fully prepared like i just started playing shows yeah um in like october okay and it, it was crazy because i used to play all the time and i was like confident in myself and then it went like 10 years was that with the band though yeah because it's a little different way different being up there by yourself way different and i want to find i want to find those people <laughs> i was gonna ask that or are you still because i know you do a lot of just the acoustic kind mm-hmm. of southern california vibe music mm-hmm. like a little jack johnson maybe a little ben harper type stuff like he kind of does his mm-hmm. own thing you know like yeah uh and it's 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 i was wondering i wanted to ask you like did you want to just continue to do that or is that just something that you're going to keep doing but you would like to find the band and be with some some dudes that are like okay we're gonna make some dope music yeah Yeah. man um i would love to so i'm completely content doing Mm -hmm. it on my own yeah um i definitely everything's better shared with other people and other people can add energy to so much value yeah but again it goes back to like i know what i don't want and it's like i'm so clear on how i know the music industry can grow from my son all that stuff that i just i want to find people who get my overall vision Mm-hmm. And it's not a struggle between getting pe- like I just don't want to force certain situations. Yep. So it's definitely way better to have um, a band and like when I watch bands and stuff, yeah. I'm like, man, because I because I used yeah. to have that shit. Yeah, you know. And drums yeah. sounds so much better live and fucking bass guitar and stuff. It makes a big difference. So um, when I started playing these new shows, now I've linked up with um, there's an app that helps book shows. So I got a booking agent this last like two weeks. Um, and so the goal is to be so busy and have so many shows that I'm getting paid, I don't know, three, $400 a piece for. Yep. If I can get enough of those to where I can actually hire like professional musicians to come with you, then and... I won't have to necessarily rely on splitting everything with other people. I'll just do work for hire and hire them on. Yeah. That's really um, cool. 
but it just is going to come down to getting enough consistency mm-hmm. to where I can afford to spend the whatever it is their rate is to play those shows. For sure, that makes sense. So I'm open to it, and I would love to find the right people that fit. And the way things have been manifesting lately for me, I don't, like. You I would, wouldn't be surprised yeah, if that happened. Man, yeah, yeah. Um, especially I've just been trying, like I said, trying to focus on putting out good, just putting out love, giving, commenting on people's shit, showing love to everyone I can because eventually people are going to realize. And it's like, if 100 people don't feel me, that one person that does, that one person might be like my homie Grandman Sean, who has this huge following. Yeah. And so I'll, I'll, I found all it takes is for one person to, ha- to have favor and give, you know, and God's grace to come through one person. Give you that chance. Yeah, and that. it can really flip shit around. It really can. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, it does kind of take there's there's certain people that can kind of be like almost like kingmakers. They can give you that chance to like mm-hmm. here's your chance to be the dude, you know, yeah. or or just to give you a little taste their audience a little taste of you and what yes. you do, and you're like oh wow that exposure increased my followers, mm-hmm. few more eyeballs, few more fans, people that are gonna be interested in my journey and what I'm doing over here, mm-hmm. and that's just that's just kind of like and that's the best way to grow it in my in my mind like organically mm-hmm. through relationships yep. through people that. You know that fuck with you and like want to see yep. you do well, right? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't want any fake stuff. Like I don't want people who buy followers or buy likes and stuff. It's like yeah. very strange to me. Well, it's all coming but out it, now. Yeah. It's all starting to be discovered. All these different, um, <clears throat> there's ways and stuff on the internet now where people can tell. I mean, you can tell if someone has a hundred thousand followers and like thirteen likes. Yeah. Or, or they get yeah. Or they get like they have that many comments, but they get a lot of likes. But there's like three comments. You're like, yeah. What do you mean here? There's yeah. There's like 10,000 likes here and there's three comments. Like clearly something's, there's something off. Like. Yeah. And there's a difference between, so like if you're running ads like on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So like on my, on my YouTube channel, I brand new to YouTube. I've only uploaded a few. Same. Um, it's a few tricky videos. waters. And, but I know how to run ads. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do when I'll run ads is I'll, I'll run traffic to basically without getting too much in the details, I can target specific people who are watching, let's say, music videos. Okay. And I can show them my music video as if it's a recommended video that comes up afterwards. Oh, okay. For really cheap. And that puts on the one of the little boxes after the end of the music video. Is that what that is? Or? No, it comes up as my music video. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh. I'm actually I'm helping my friend Garrett, that video kitchen. Yeah. I'm him run to all of his videos and stuff, too. Um, That's interesting. So... Uh, like if you take a, a video that already has a bunch of followers on YouTube, yeah, they're gonna just have natural comments, right? Yep. If you're just showing it to brand new people who are cold audience, mm-hmm. you're gonna have a lot of views, but you only might have ten or fifteen people, or even three or four people, actually be like moved enough to comment yeah, and yep. to subscribe For to. Sure. So, on um, certain platforms, um, and it's always changing. In a year, it's gonna be totally different. I've even heard recently they're taking away the likes on Instagram. Really, so people can't see the amount of likes. Oh, I've heard that too. Yeah, because if you've noticed, like, two years ago, Instagram it would sh- it would show it to like seventy percent of your followers. Yep. It literally shows it within that first like I think it's a minute window or couple minute window to like the first ten percent, uh-huh. and then if those people engage, then it shows it to more. Really. And if, so, and I don't even know if that's accurate right now. No, that makes sense but though. I've but I've heard that's within very... the last maybe like six months, I've heard that that was the case. So. So it's all kind of changing. Um, so it's important when you post too. Like sometimes I'll post late night. Like oh, I just finished up the podcast and I'll just fucking send her out. But I it's almost it, important to like make sure, you know, people are actually going to be on the app and like otherwise you're just going to get buried beneath all the other posts probably. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. If, I don't know for sure on this. It's all speculation. But I think you can just look at your 
um, analytics uh-huh. and you can tell what which posts are doing better at what times mm. in your analytics. So yeah. that's I think that's a good thing. But a good strategy <clears throat> would be to link up with 10 or 20 people, make sure everyone's on the same page and understands that, hey, the first however long what you post is yeah. making a difference. And if you have tw- a chain of 20 or 30 people and everyone's set notifications and that happens, that's that's one way that I think people can get around that. Yeah, that's a very um, interesting way of doing it. Almost making a little fucking like a, pact of like, okay, yeah. we're just going to help support each other. So when yeah. our post fucking, yeah, that makes sense to me. That's actually a really good idea. Yeah, it's like a little like a coalition. I know there's people that do that. Um, it's like, a, that's something in the marketing world I think that a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, but Instagram, Facebook, they all want to see people engage. So mm-hmm. it, if they see people engage, it doesn't matter what the post is, they're going to favor that because that means other people are going to be more engaged with their platform, which means when they're engaged, more eyeballs on their stuff they so they can sell more advertise. Ads. Yes, yeah. exactly. Makes so sense. So um, and back to your point about the organically and slowly building something Mm -hmm. that's like my plan is i I literally i'm gonna play a thousand shows i love that i don't care how long it takes i think i'll probably play like 40 or 50 this year at this point Mm -hmm. um but that's what i'm gonna do because if i can just make this genuine connection with 500 people yeah then i can make a living doing music exactly i mean and that's the goal that's the beauty of it i'm seeing dudes do like patreon yeah Um, there's a guy here ruslan um King's Dream Entertainment. Um, I'm scheduled to do an interview with him uh-huh. uh, for my summit, and he runs their whole label off Patreon. Really? So wow. The only way you can get access to their songs, like the way that you can communicate to him, everything is just through a Patreon channel. Yeah. Last I checked, he had like 100 people subscribed to that. Okay. So it's, I mean, there's it's, a lot of ways to generate a little bit of income so you can do your thing, basically. Yeah, multiple streams, though, I think. Is I think what it is merchandise Patreon mm-hmm. YouTube Spotify streaming like there's a bunch yep. of different options especially when it comes to like music and stuff that's mm-hmm. what I need to work on that's one of my goals for the podcast this mm-hmm. year is to start putting out some merchandise start putting yep. out like little things like whether it's just a shirt mm-hmm. with like because like Kyle gave me the idea since I was th- did that stupid four loco joke or whatever you know he's like you should be yeah. me just holding two four locos yes. with like a fucking goofy picture yeah whether it's like on the pocket or yeah. wherever just some silly shit like that well and I think if it is branded too like so so the way that I'm looking at how the music industry's changed and I this kind of applies to anything online is you are the brand right yeah you're Nike mm-hmm your podcasts are the shoes mm mm okay your shirt is the running the, the apparel the, yeah your so for me I'm the brand mm-hmm. my music is one thing my summit is another thing the products I'm gonna start selling digital marketing products so uh-huh. I can walk you through how to do the the stuff I'm doing on Instagram with the ads like a step the, by step I, like I'm hey, interested first by step the way. First step yeah 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 because there's a need right so like Big those need. are gonna be the different and then I have like my shows as one I really haven't done merch. I okay. know that I know that I just looked at your website and saw you had a tab. I haven't I have it on there, but I haven't really like pushed it. Like a lot of the a lot of people that I've noticed they're running actual t- ads for the merch and they do bundles and different shit. I just haven't really like stepped into that realm. Okay. I have it up there. Uh-huh. Um, but it hasn't been a big source of income. So like this year at the summit I'm really focusing on learning how to license my songs. Yes. So I'm interviewing people who do music licensing. Um, I actually think I got drunk and asked Kyle to be a part of the summit. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure I did to, <laughs> to talk about merch. Yeah, because um, he's big into that. He was the one who gave me the idea of like, that's what you need to do, man. That's how you're going to make money right now at yeah. where you're at. I was yeah, like, I think that's on. how that whole scene, I think that's like their their big thing. And there's a big intersection with the cannabis industry and the reggae scene that obviously of everyone, course. everyone sees. Um, so like that's another, that's another thing. Um, but yeah, it's just about like, it's like with anything creative and the scary part but also the part that makes unlimited potential possible is uncertainty yes and it's like when you step into the uncertainty of working a regular job that maybe isn't going to make you a future that you can count on mm-hmm. for the risk of doing a dream as being a stand-up comedian like yeah. by making that decision you're already cutting out a whole slew of people that aren't ballsy enough to do that and then by like basically how long you can last um is going to determine like whether you can whether it will end up working or not. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck. I just and and if and about the, com- the connections you make and who you know and like all that stuff. It all and all the struggles. Like whenever one of the big things I'll keep going through sometimes is like, dude, is this the fucking right thing that yeah. I should be doing? Yeah. Like you just have this crisis of like, where you at, dude? What's going on? Yeah, is am this, I? Yeah. Is, is you know what is I? Am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Like I know I just got to keep doing it, and that's what yes. any comedian preaches. It's what any fucking artist preaches. Like you never know when it's gonna happen, yep. but you have to be there doing the work so that way when it does, you're ready. You're ready. Oh, that yeah, that's actually what I was saying though. Is like you start down this path and you can only see to like right here, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you get to there, and then you can see a little bit further. Yeah. There, then you can see a little bit further. So it unveils itself to you kind of as mm-hmm. you go along the way. So one hack I've I've learned through the summit is if you can so I could go and spend two grand on working with a producer and that would probably get me like two songs done uh-huh. maybe four songs done yeah or I could go and invest that same 2k into ads for this summit yeah and I can literally get all these different people who would cost so much to sit in a room with because to them that amount of exposure is the same they would have to mm. basically if they charge a thousand dollars an hour and I give them a thousand dollars of exposure it's the same to them. Yeah, yeah. But that same exposure can benefit all these different people, so I'm able to get all that information at once, and it's not just for me, that's it's for really all the other cool. people I'm helping. And I believe if you have something that's for the betterment of humans mm-hmm. and helping people, then I think that God or the universe or high power, whatever, I think that it will allow it to succeed eventually because it will come mm. through because I think that's light really cool. is like the absence of, or darkness is just the absence, absence of, of light, light right? Yeah. That's beautiful. I love that. Well, shit, man, we've already been doing this for an hour. We crushed it. I feel like. Um, go ahead and like tell everybody where they can follow you at, where they can find you, what the music summit is, you know. Yeah. And if you want to, you know, anything you want to leave the folks with at home, go ahead and say it all real quick. Yeah, man. We'll um, uh, thanks for having me. First, uh, anytime. I uh, you can go to AaronWolfMusic.com. dot um, Aaron Wolf Music. You have to have the music because there's other Aaron Wolf out there, which we're working on the SEL on that. Uh-huh. Um, and then my summit is called Musician Mastery Summit. So you can look that up on Instagram. It's at Aaron Wolf Music, um, at Musician Mastery Summit. And then I'm playing a bunch of shows throughout SoCal um, for the time being. Um, and. And you can find those all on like the website. Yeah, on my Instagram, Instagram, the website. If you go and engage with my Instagram, like go and click on my Instagram or on the Musician Mastery Summit, you'll get served the ads um, gotcha. later on. And then again, I'll be serving ads for any courses I put out or anything like that. It's just the way that I can reach everyone. So That's really cool. I, I feel like I learned that. a lot today with this, like whether it's cool, about man. ads and marketing and just mm-hmm. kind of looking at myself more as a brand and stuff like that. It yeah. was very, 
very interesting. I mean, cool. thanks for coming by, man. I had a great time today. This was a very informative talk, I feel like. Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Time has come for us to choose Keep looking outside, continue to lose In the same direction, stay confused How I'll, I'll find connection with this muse No more looking back, I'm stuck on truth Only under attack with souls will do Disconnected, what's to use? Well, your greatest weapon is in you. I'll use meditation in the morning. Yeah, that's the way I hear. I let go slip inside of real vibration, so important. And every time I'm low, I turn inside. You know I'm supported here. Right when I feel the lights to fall with. I remember that this is all I am made from. Personal changes make a big difference in the grand scheme of things. All right, there you have it, folks. The 75th episode of the Millennial Manchild podcast is in the books. Ooh, I like how that sounds. Episode 75, holy shit. We did it, folks. We out here. I want to give a big shout out to the homie Aaron Wolf for making some time to stop by and have a conversation with me. I mean, I thought it was a great conversation. I got a lot out of it. One of the biggest things, you know, learning how to talk to myself again, a friendly reminder never hurts. Plus, uh, you know, realizing that I am doing the damn thing. I am sacrificing and trying to make this comedy thing happen. So maybe don't be so hard on myself and beat myself up so much. That might be a little helpful, right? Be the best version of me. Just do the things that I want to like, that type of shit. So... Yeah, I thought it was a very valuable conversation, and I got a lot out of it. So, thank you, Aaron, for stopping by. Much appreciated. And as always, you beautiful bastards, you snowflakes, son of a bitches, I appreciate you as well. Thank you so much for supporting the podcast, whether it be just tossing me a like or a comment on Instagram. It'd be sharing it with some of your friends and letting them know what I'm up to. Whatever it may be, it is greatly appreciated. Because, again, we talked about it here earlier in the podcast. I mean, I creating art is nothing without an audience to see it or appreciate it right and I don't know if podcasting is an art form or whatever it may be but it's just creating things in general without an audience it is not very fruitful <laughs> you'll just starve to death basically which is what I'm pro- kind of doing right now anyways but that's besides the point <clears throat> what I'm getting at is uh without you guys I got nothing so thank you so much for fucking showing up supporting the podcast and uh doing all that you do for me behind the scenes I love it thank you yeah but that's really all I got for you today folks uh again go check out Aaron Wolf's music summit go check out his uh greater than self EP on Spotify I mean it's free it's only 18 minutes it's in the grand scheme of things 18 minutes is nothing go give it a listen I think you'll enjoy it if you like what I like you'll like it yeah uh yeah that's really all I got besides one little show I discovered this new show on Netflix called lunatics I think it's fucking hilarious uh, comedian slash actor Chris Lilly plays these ridiculous characters that are parodies of real life. It's not like the Kroll show, but it kind of is in some ways. It's its own version of that. And it's like follows these characters on like kind of a long journey throughout the 
season and each episode you get like five different characters in one episode so you kind of see you get a t- it kind of switches it up and it's nice it's a uh, you don't have like one thing that you're just following there's like a bunch of different storylines and they're all kind of unique and funny and they're lunatics for sure in their own way so check that out i think you'll enjoy it uh yeah but that's all i got for you today folks thank you so much for listening uh you guys fucking love your faces you beautiful people and until next time you snowflakes millennial man child each day you all around tear it out apart and let it bleed i can see these gifts lately they all surround me i don't like to think how you'll leave my life will unfold everyone has a time and place to go home i know you will stay longer if you could help it i wrote a song by the sea it wasn't really me, I still felt got up in it Got a knee so I can breathe I couldn't take credit Aside from opening up, I let this Move through the spine of mine Release self-control I know you have been tempted, so you're moving slow I know you wrote this to me so that could help it Oh yeah And darkness plus seeds of evolution All of the leaves that I now have left in Needed this piece, I can feel it is helping Lessons I learned from the steps in the past. Where are you going? Getting that too fast. Obviously, it is me who needs helping. Oh, so I, I ask myself the same things, flashing and changing. Letting it go before pulling my heart. I practice and I maintain. Activate change. Spend my time connecting with God through this art. I, I'll just walk away from that window when you get scary. I'll relax today and attract Hey, Miss Palm Tree, it's nice to see you so alive. Have I mentioned how I admire the way you sway so you don't break, you make life okay, yeah.